What's happening, Fartlekers? Series 11 of the podcast, along with our Summer Showdown Challenge, are now live. And we're very excited to bring you this series in partnership with our pals at Twisted Running, the new home of all your What The Fartlek podcast merchandise needs. But that's not all that Twisted Running are about. Whether you're a run club, a community, or just some pals looking for some custom threads, they've got you covered. They can help with every aspect of the journey, from custom logo design through to deciding price points, payment processing, and even postage and packaging. Most importantly though, they're just some good guys trying to do good things in the running community. So head on over to www.twistedrunning.co.uk and find out how they can help you with all your custom running design needs. While you're there, of course, check out some What The Fart Like swag. If you like anything, use code WTF10 at checkout to get a massive 10% off. Thank you to Twisted Running for supporting us on our journey. And now it's time to get on with the show. Are you alone or a groupie and are you enjoy your run? Like to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world of the run community. If you're 17, 25, push it in. you're gonna do maddie taylor when what the fartlek runs wild on you ladies and gentlemen series 11 episode 3 of the what the fartlek podcast my name is rob uh, and i'm not is that all because of that t-shirt you're wearing yeah <laughs> you don't get it do you <laughs> i do yes yes it's a uh, wrestling themed i used to watch a bit of wrestling back in the back in the day but uh they weren't too keen on it you were friends you. you're not too sweet then are you there we go. No, you don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Um, Somebody does know what I'm talking about. He's a little bit drunk. He's abroad. He's lurking in the background. Captain Carves. Big, sexy job yeah. pickup. I'm here. Just about. I'm going to have to nip off and go and get another drink, though, at some point. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm absolutely. Well, you disappear off during the guest, and then we'll try and get you back in time for Summer Showdown. How does that sound? Perfect. Okay, yeah, get get, get some more some more drinky poos. Um, are you having a nice time on holiday? I am. It's very warm. It's too warm, if anything. No, yeah. I don't like it. I've got, I've got two weeks off over here in UK, and it's just absolutely miserable. Mm, yeah, it's not been a nice July, has it, boys? Uh, August is round the corner, though. Uh, but before we get to August, we've got a podcast to get to. So, Matthew Taylor, why don't you tell everybody what's on the show today? What is on the show today? So, obviously, we've got t- talking about how our weeks in running has been going. Uh, we've got the awesome Olivia Jim. I nearly said it wrong then. <laughs> Uh, Olivia Jim um, latest on the summer showdown with the one and only Statman John uh, the Cowl Club cuties are all here back again to talk all things park run I hear it's not a very good one this this week so uh, mm. stay tuned for that uh, and then obviously the Matthew Taylor improvisational comedy <sighs> not doing it no not now well no Matthew because we've already recorded the next segment and you know that you did all right in it. So that's why you're suddenly cocky, like, oh, I quite like Matthew Taylor improvisational comedy. So it, just was to... like, it was still shit. Well, it was better than bloody Snake Fingers, wasn't it? <laughs> I really enjoyed Snake Fingers. <laughs> I bet, I bet you did. I bet you did. Uh, right, anyway, boys, before we get to that, <laughs> let's have a little chat about our weeks in running. Matty, how's the road to Yorkshire treating you, buddy? Yeah, spot on. Absolutely. Flying, all guns blazing. Uh, obviously, ran with Sammy on Sunday. Uh, held out my early morning run to run with her on Sunday afternoon, uh, and it was it was 
miserable. And I think everybody that went out suddenly was just just soaked to the bone on when they, when they finished the run. So yeah, we did fourteen with her Sunday, um, and then been out today and done a, a tempo session, uh, one mile easy, and then four miles at a tempo, and then a mile uh, cool down and smashed that as well. So everything's going good. Um, mm-hmm. Not not steady run. <laughs> That's like yeah, I, I think JP made a point of that. I only get involved in that graph porn stuff when I've done something myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're in the bedroom as well, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cheers, Paul. I'm sorry, mate. Uh, it's only what Donis told me. It's going good. I, I think I said to Sammy, I think I've only missed one run during this training block up to now. So. Uh, it's, it's going good. Uh, I, I didn't let that run spoil it. I didn't try chasing it. I just let, thought, you know what? Just let it go and just carry on uh, and carry on with the plan. And it's, everything's going right. No signs of injuries, touch wood. Mm. So, uh, fingers crossed, it's, uh, it starts picking up and I start improving my paces and stuff. So, yeah, all, all good. How about you guys? Good. Uh, well, there's nothing much to report for me except for did a walk for mm. my Strava app, which we'll talk more about in the Summer Showdown segment. And um, it was a long one, that's what she said, um, because I did an elephant. Well, I'd say it was an elephant, it was more of an aardvark. But um, it was like four, four miles, just under four miles, and I was relatively pain-free. And I even, because I'm a stupid boy, even because I said I wouldn't, I even did a little, I, I, I kept making an excuse to myself that it was for a reason, but I kept trying to run a little bit. So, like, you know what, I'd be, I'd be, like, crossing the road. I'd be like, oh, no, there's a car coming. I'd better run across this road. Oh, there's no car coming. And then I'd run for, like, 100 metres afterwards. So I did a couple of little of them, little ploddy bits. Mm-hmm. And I, I was very much still compensating on my left leg, but I think that was more force of habit from the last four weeks than mm-hmm. it was pain. Um, I'm having a little bit of discomfort going up the stairs. So it's when my foot, if you think about when you go up the stairs and you've got your... And your heels, yeah. Bit, no, it's going up. It's when you... When when your front of your foot's coming up towards your shin, that's okay. where it's causing me grief. But the physio told me that would happen, um, uh, and I, I was supposed to do exercises to combat that, and I've done them, but probably not as much as I should have. So uh, it's given me a little bit of impetus to get back on that. It's like scar tissue, they reckon. So I've just got to keep working on that, take it easy. I am going to take my running shoes to France with me yeah. next week. Um, I'm not necessarily going to run. I've not set myself out. I want to do 5K. I want to do this. I want to do that. But I'm going to try and get out, do some more walks. If they become speed walks with a little bit of trotting in them, I'm going to see how I feel. Take my running gear. And, and for me, guys, it's just um, count. I just need to get fit inside. It's like bloody Rooney at the World Cup, isn't it? I'm, I need to get back for... Um, not that I'm going to have any kind of input into uh, the weekender. I'll play 30 minutes and then take myself off in a sulk when something goes wrong. But we do have the football weekender coming up, don't we? So I want to be at least fit enough to play the first half of that. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good. Sorry, long-winded way of saying I'm still injured, but it's getting better, I think. Um, Carves, how's the road to Berlin going? Um, have, you, have you been able to get out for many in this uh, in this heat abroad? Yeah, yeah, I've been, been getting up early doors, so I've seen some. Really, really interesting sights at um, mm, six o'clock in the morning in Ibiza. It's like the Walking Dead coming out of the clubs, which is quite quite amusing. Um, I did have to check on one guy who I thought might have died um, in between <laughs> me running past him and coming back. He was still breathing, so um, yeah, he still had his wallet as well. So that was that was good. Um, but yeah, I, a bit of treadmill running as well, which I really don't enjoy. Um, but yeah, getting out early is the, the way to go. Um, just anything to try and combat the all-inclusive eating, your body weight in. Mm-hmm. 
chips. It's yeah, it's not good. <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it been a beige a beige week for food, JP? No, no, it's not too bad. It's just a mountain. It's almost like a challenge. It's like an eating challenge every meal. It's just like, how much can I eat this time? Well, I mean, when I go, I've paid for this. I'm fucking having it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fill in your pockets. Which yeah. So I reckon I put on a better store and I feel terrible, but I'm still still ticking along. There we go. Well, the road to Berlin continues then. Back on it when you get back. It's a well-deserved break, though, mate, isn't it? Yeah. Very good. Uh, have we got anything else to talk about in this opening segment, boyos? I'm conscious we've... Come on, Matt. Like... I, I, I want to ask you something. Obviously, we've got Olivia, Olivia on, uh, Welsh athlete and uh, running the Cardiff Half in a few weeks' time. Have you got mm. any plans to, to for, for that coming up? I knew you were, you were targeting that as a race, weren't you? Yeah, it's a good question and, and one that I've not really got an answer to because it's probably the thing, everything I'm taking in stride, right? Because I've not been injured for four I've said this to you before, boys. I've not been injured for three, four years. I've had a good run of, of, of fitness. Um, it happens to everyone. I'm lucky in a lot of ways. It could have been worse. You know what I mean? I rolled my ankle pretty badly. I could have snapped. I could have had, got a hairline fracture. I could have, you know, done more lasting damage. I'm four weeks down and I'm probably only a couple of weeks off being back. And um, it, it touch wood, it, it recovery's going fine. I'm all right. So there's not a lot that's kind of getting me down. Even with the football, I said it a bit jokingly, but, you know, I, I come on and play 30 minutes, then go off and let everyone else have a game. You know, it doesn't bother me. I'm quite happy just being a part of the part of the fun. But Cardiff's getting me down a little bit, if I'm honest, boys. Oh. Like... Um, when London didn't quite go the way I wanted it to go in terms of the time, I wanted to pivot into something else. I wanted to have something for me. And I know we talk about the value of social running and we talk about the value of the community and, you know, um, you know, pal, pal, pals, not PBs. But I wanted it for me when London didn't go right. And I do think it's achievable. I think sub 140 is in my wheelhouse. Um and Cardiff, and it was a very, it was kind of, there was a little bit of symbolism to it as well. You know, my PB is at Cardiff Half Marathon. It was 10 years ago this year that I got it. And I know that it's just the <clears> race and it's just the date and I shouldn't big it up because there'll always be another one. I know that's what we tell everybody. We tell each other, but I wanted it really badly. And I just feel like, I feel like if I go chasing it by the time I'm back in a place where I can get on a plan, I'm scared I'm going to do myself some damage. Like, I don't want, I can't go back to what I wouldn't, like, don't get me wrong, I reckon I could probably bang out, at full fitness, I reckon I'd probably bang out a plan in six to eight weeks, which is about what I've got left. And I could probably do it, but going from nothing, and JP was joking about putting away on holiday, I've put, I've put timber on, because I've been eating and not exercising, and it's not sensible for me to go balls to the wall and try and chase something that in reality probably isn't achievable sensible yeah as good thing as it is i think that's a sensible approach to, to do it um whereas that, that look at me in past i've i've bought, bought bollocks to it and, and, and gone, gone for it i've made myself injured and stuff so yeah i think it is a, a wise approach but yeah it's, it's not a one that you want to hear for yourself is it no but i think there's a probably an exercise that I've had to do with myself that is one I'd recommend to anybody, which is imagine your best mates asking you what your opinion is on this exact situation. Imagine it's Matt. Imagine it's JP. Imagine it's Ben. 
saying to you, I'm in this situation and I don't know whether or not I should go for this target. Take the emotion away from it. Take the personal thing away from it and just think, what would you tell somebody? And then you've got to stick to that advice because you've got to take emotion away from these things. And I will live to fight another day. And I'm not saying that I'm not going to go. I'm not saying I'm not going to enjoy it. There's plenty of fight like family down there. Cardiff is a wonderful race. It's honestly one of the best I've ever done in my life. And I'm buzzing to be going back down there. It's my second biggest half in the country, I think, after um, Great North. Um, the atmosphere is amazing. The city's incredible. Like I said, plenty of pals going down as well. I'm going to go. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to see what time I can do. Um, and then, and then, and then make a plan for the next goal when I'm ready to do it. And it's a bit shit. And I feel a bit down talking about it. I'm sorry it's a bit of a Debbie Downer, but, um, uh, it's just, just at the minute, I'm just probably the thing that from a mental health perspective, I'm kind of struggling with a little bit because I, I feel like I want, I wanted this one. I don't feel like I asked for much. Like I, <laughs> I just kind of plod along and get on with it and have a moan. And <laughs> I don't really, I'm not, I'm not really overly ambitious and I, I wanted this one. So it's a bit sad, but we all go through it, don't we? And I'm sure. Hey, do you, do you know what though, mate? Take, take a range, eh? Get an early bird for next year and use this one as, as a bit of fun. There might be yeah. somebody doing a time that you want to, you know, that you feel comfortable doing. You might make someone else's day and get them a PB. So yeah, don't be too hard on yourself and yeah. make sure you get on them stretches. That's, that's the bit that's going to help you get back quicker. Yeah. Well, how's about a, a fart like uh, family meetup Cardiff 2024? Well, there we go. Maybe we should make it a proper one because it is it is a good race, isn't it? So let's do that. Um, good idea, boys. Yeah, but yeah, so it, it's fine. I'm fine. No one worry about me. I'm all good. I'm just a little bit sad. So, um, but I've got you lot, haven't I? And I've got to edit I'm this sorry, bloody. I've got to edit this bloody podcast because JP's abroad and my laptop's broke, so I'm doing it on my phone. So that's gonna be a joy. <laughs> it's gonna get the night's gonna get worse before it gets better. Lads. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, oh mate, no. You know what? I'm glad you did it. It, it, it helped. It's therapy. It's good talking yeah. about it because you know what's good. Another thing, you know, I talked about like putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. I think another good thing is talking about it out loud with friends because, like, when you're in your own head, you double guess yourself. When you speak to somebody and you say this is what I'm thinking, and you see two people that you care a lot about and value their opinion a lot, like nodding and being like, "No, I, you're right. You're right," and it's not, it's not bad to be sad. But also, there will be another day, and we've got your back, and or and you know, there's always like that. That's coping. That's 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 therapy. So it's another thing that find people, you know, to talk to, to soundboard off, to keep you honest, because it's all part of the recovery process. So that's what it's we're all good, man. It's all that's, good, and that's what the Farley family's here for as well. Absolutely. Speaking of speaking of that, JP, why don't you piss off and get yourself a mojito? <laughs> <laughs> don't need to tell me twice <laughs> get back in time for summer showdown alright and uh, and Matty me and you without JP here uh, we've got to somehow tee up the video the, the audio for the interview we'll figure it out but should we get over and have a chat with the amazing Olivia Jim as you alluded to before Matt Welsh athlete uh, across multiple distances absolutely incredible basically just great at whatever she turns a hat to but you've listened to the chat haven't you super mm. humble about it down to earth dead easy to talk to she could be running any time um, it's not about times I don't think for her it's about the experience and bettering herself which I think we can all relate to um, it's a great chat 
Um, if you are new because you are a, a fan of Olivia, I hope you enjoy it. Stick around afterwards because we've got a bit of nonsense to come. And uh, yeah, uh, Matt, do you want to roll the audio? Right then, you lot, it's that time again. Another wonderful series, 11 guests with a story to tell. Now, since childhood sprinting days, running, it seems, has been a constant and she's progressed to some lofty heights in the years that followed, representing Wales across multiple distances, posting some eye-watering times and recently turning her attention to cross-country with meteoric results. She's also a running coach, keen to share her passion, expertise and knowledge uh, of running with others to help others on their journey. OJT runs on IG, but to you and I today, I am speaking to Olivia Jim, which I pronounced correctly, hopefully, after checking <laughs> at the last minute. Olivia, how are we doing today? You all right? Yeah, great, thank you. How are you? Yes, very well, thank you. How's your day been so far? You managed to get out for a run? I have. I've been out for, so Tuesday, so session day for me, um, yeah. usually on Tuesday, um, and yeah, I did some plyometric work as well with um, with a physio, so that's really good. So spending well-deserved rest time afterwards talking to me, that's going to be disappointing for you. But we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll try and get through. Now, listen, the, your story, there's loads to it and you've achieved so much. Um, let's get straight into it, shall we? Do you want to, anyone who doesn't know anything about you, about your story, do you want to tell us a little bit about how you got into running? Yeah, sure. So um, I started running when I was 10 years old. Um, just got into uh, like a academy type group at that age um and it did a bit of all sorts so it was like multi-events just to give you a bit of a taster for all sorts of disciplines um quickly found a love for sprinting um and carried on my path uh, down that kind of specialist route uh, for 11 years roughly um once i joined i joined the cardiff aac mm-hmm. um when i was old enough to uh, competed in sprinting until I left uni and then uh, on leaving uni started studying to be an accountant um, working full-time as well and bizarrely <laughs> the training for sprinting actually takes a lot longer than long distance running does <laughs> just because of the volume of um, strength work you've got to do and traveling to tracks to get your work done the the warm-ups and the cool-downs and quite frankly I didn't have time to do it all and a full-time job um so yeah I decided to call it a day there and um just carried on jogging I mean at this point I couldn't run consistently for longer than five minutes without having Mm. to stop (laughs) Um, interesting considering you're running it I, I presume quite a a high standard from a sprinting perspective and then... yeah so I was in the um in the on the elite squad uh yeah. in Exeter Uni um competed at Bucks and yeah really enjoyed that side of things so competed at quite a high level there but um yeah and just did no endurance work really yeah. <laughs> massively power and uh, strength based so yeah so then um started just well decided just to needed to keep wanted to keep fit and found that running has always really benefited my mental health and um so got into just jogging basically um and then it became a bit of a a challenge for okay well I've done I've done well I started park run I think my first park run was in 2017 maybe 2016 um 
and it just became a, a yeah a challenge then and just got the bug for it very quickly um and decided to sign up for Cardiff Half Marathon um because I'd always had something to train for um I was always targeting you know the the indoor season or the outdoor season for sprinting and I found it really strange not having that kind of yeah that target so yeah just put no pressure on it but I just wanted a goal um and uh, my husband then proposed on the finish line of the Cardiff Half. We did it together. We wow. trained for it together. Neither of us were long distance runners before. Um, so, yeah, then it just kind of all went from there, really. Well, we're definitely going to come back to the old uh, Cardiff finish line proposal because that's a pretty special <laughs> story that we can't uh, just walk past. But just just to go back a, a little bit on what you've said, um, You'd mentioned that initially, probably the running was more from a mental health perspective. It was, you know, to keep fit. It was maybe more of a casual thing. But yeah. obviously that's that's evolved quite quickly into much more, like you said, a challenge, something much more competitive. Is yeah. that just a common trait in your personality? You think a hangover from the sprinting days, maybe some other elements of your life that you need that 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 thing to clamor for and that, that goal to work towards? Yeah, I think so. Um, I just always... I don't enjoy competition against other people, but I'm mm -hmm. horrendous. But competing with myself, I always want to beat my times or beat my distances or, yeah, just try and strive to be better than I was last time. So um, it's a bit of a, a, a curse at the same time sometimes because yeah. you, yeah. can't, you can't always be in PV shape for everything. But, you know. uh, yeah, absolutely. But thinking about the transition then into... Um, the longer distance stuff and, and that first half marathon I know you said that maybe sprinting is, is is more time consuming was there a lot of commonalities in terms of the types of training you were doing or did you find longer distance running to be a completely different discipline from a preparation perspective I found longer distance much much different I mean yeah. I when I went into it I didn't really have I I'd done the the Google, the standard, you know, googling of how do you run a half marathon. Yeah. Um, looked at a few training plans, kind of roughly put together my own, and thought, well, as long as I know I can run 13 miles, I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, that's what I did. Just made sure that I could run the distance, and I didn't care if I had to walk, if how long it took me. There was no target. Um, but no, it's very different. And I was so used to doing a variety of different sessions and now that I'm more in the in the more competitive end of it or, or trying to, to really fight for those like few seconds again mm -hmm. in, in where I am in the longer distance it is now a lot more similar but previously I was just going out and jogging basically and so yeah that was very different because I didn't have that I wasn't really doing specific um, strength training and I wasn't doing any plyometric work I wasn't doing sessions I was I was literally just jogging <laughs> just do, do, doing it for the love of running I guess and, yeah, and definitely. let's go back to Cardiff then and I, I love Cardiff half is is a wonderful race it's one of the absolute best the UK's got to offer um one of my favorites personally um tell me about the the, the day then and okay so I guess my first question is did you know that, honestly now exclusive did you know the proposal was coming or was no it idea. out of the field okay okay talk me through it he he had the um the ring in his this is how like kind of 
how long ago it was we were in like t-shirts and long leggings um mm -hmm. which just i wouldn't dream of anything yeah. in now but yeah he had the ring in his um like the back of his leggings pocket and on the morning of i was trying to get him to put um little jelly babies and sweets in his pocket and my mum knew obviously that it was going to happen um and we were staying at her house because she was dropping us to the start line and i was adamant he needed to put them in his because I couldn't carry them all myself and I couldn't understand why he he couldn't put them in that pocket but no um my mum somehow managed to convince me that it was a bad idea and he didn't he he shouldn't do that and I had still had no idea <laughs> they're all right mother-in-law sometimes <laughs> was it what was it a finish line was it as you crossed the line you turned and he was there set the scene for me how did it go down it was, yeah. So as soon as uh, we, so we crossed the finish line, um, holding hands together because we we promised like that we'd stick, yeah. stick together. And um, yeah, our parents um, and my whole family basically were on the finish line, um, just to the to the right hand side with champagne and whatever. And I was thinking, well, I just thought they were celebrating because yeah. it was our first half and they were happy with that. And I turn around and turn around to see where he'd gone and he was on one knee on the floor behind me so brilliant yeah pretty pretty good pretty good proposal <laughs> story boy done good definitely and a nice setting as well uh that finish line uh in in, in cardiff city center is, is really nice isn't it yeah so, it was uh, great experience let's let's move forward from cardiff then let's because you've spoken at this point about how training is different it's more about just getting out and running enjoying it Maybe maybe experiencing something with your husband to be um, rather than the, the the rigid training that comes with the sprinting that, that came before. Now, you've then mentioned and we said in the opening bit that you've gone on to achieve an awful lot and um, and, and, and you're now at the much more competitive end of, of the spectrum. Um, where does the worm turn? How does that happen? Is it an overnight thing? Is it a gradual thing? When does it start becoming more than just getting out for a run? Um, so. Uh, to be honest it took me completely by surprise mm -hmm. um so i got uh selected for wales for the first time last january so january 22 um and at that point i had no idea i'd run the qualifying time for anything um mm -hmm. i got this email through and just i was completely shocked if somebody had told me 12 months before that even six months before that that I'd be running for Wales that you know in that that next year I wouldn't have believed them I would have laughed <laughs> um but I don't so I think the turning point for me was um lockdown to be honest um, okay I through lockdown gyms closed I was actually training for a triathlon until that point um which all the pools closed and whilst I kept up uh, the cycling the triathlon got postponed and I actually never ended up doing it because um, it got postponed for two years and yeah just kind of had fallen out of the, the swimming and yeah so um but up the up the running and carried on with the cycling um came out of lockdown and the first race that we signed up for I think it was the but the first half marathon we signed up for was Reading half um, and lots of them were still being, it, it was them and an as to whether they were going ahead. Um, so I think it was actually about eight days before the event, I think the, they'd reopened like a, a last minute um, sign up. And we 
we were sat on the sofa uh, had a few drinks that night and we're like oh, go on should we just give it a go let's who cares let's just see what happens and um I uh, so I took I can't remember exactly how many minutes I took off on on off my PB on that day but I can I was completely shocked I think I came sixth female wow. and I think it was a 78 minute um half which incredible was like I just wasn't expecting at all um but yeah it kind of then all well that was the realization for me then actually the training that I'd been doing through lockdown had actually paid off but again I wasn't following any plans I wasn't targeting a half marathon I was just listening to my body doing I, I had started incorporating in more speed work more tempo work um kind of interval sessions but nothing really structured to be honest yeah and, and it's interesting isn't it because people's stories vary so vastly from a fitness perspective both mental and physically at lock in lockdown and I guess it's that idea that you didn't have the gauge of competitive racing to know if you were getting better worse maintaining so but it is still incredible to think that you've got into it without really any aspirations goals or or belief that you would be able to run that kind of a time and then through that almost metamorphosis of of being shut away from the world for a year and a half you come out the other end and you're running a 78 minute half marathon and being selected to run for your country it's incredible isn't it <laughs> and to be honest even now it's still like pinch me kind of moments where I'm like I don't belong here <laughs> it's very much like imposter syndrome because as you say I was never striving to to get there and I'm obviously I, I, I've worked hard to to get to get to that level but equally I'd never put the pressure on myself to to run for my country never thought I used to stand on the start line of races looking at the girls on the elite start line thinking oh my gosh that's amazing I'll never be that quick <laughs> yeah yeah but but it's like you said might feel like you've got imposter syndrome but what are the emotions thereafter how does it feel to pull on that jersey to know that you're representing that you're I guess recognized as being at a level high enough to represent your country at these distances well it, it must be incredible it's so surreal honestly um it, it's yeah it's it's crazy there's there's a lot of pressure that does come with it that mm. I did struggle with for a while um just again because I was it was so out of the norm for me you didn't you turn up you don't get your numbers in the post for example like you don't have any of that so you you have to turn up early on the day to pick them up and that was that was all a new experience for me yeah. and I stood around looking at the people that I'm going to be lining up on the start line with and you get like special mentions and things and that was it's just it's just so surreal even now yeah and, and I think you've all, you already kind of alluded to this when we were asking a question a little bit earlier but was making the adaptation the movement into that elite level and into that kind of um, new world made easier because of the sprinting background did you find that it was more of a reintroduction rather than having to acquire new skills new disciplines to to, to get to take your training to the next level is what I guess I'm getting at yeah definitely I mean having that knowledge that there's more to running than just running definitely helped I mean I was already aware of things like 
foam rolling and and how strength work helps and plyometric work and stretching and so that and the importance of warming up and cooling down I was already very much aware of that so it was that definitely helped um yeah helped prepare me for for that move yeah and you've um we're going to talk, and I mentioned it in, in the little intro I did for you, that you then decided to turn your hat to, to cross-country. We're going to talk about that in, in just a moment. But before we do, since you've started donning the, the Welsh jersey, are there any standout races or moments, incidents, memories from the road that you think, oh, that's a bit of a bucket list one. That, that, that's what I'll remember. That's what I'll be telling. I'll be telling the grandkids about that one. Um, Copenhagen half marathon for me. Yeah, just, yeah, just such a amazing event and I I mean I think so I, I trained so hard for that it was that was my target last year um and it, it's one of those things especially I feel the half marathon especially you can uh, you can put as much work in as you want to and sometimes on the day it just doesn't go to plan for you and I was really nervous that that was gonna happen for me um because I've had races where that that has happened and it's just gutting because you it's it's not a distance that you can just well in a, in a week or two's time I'll try again because obviously it puts so much strain on your body that you do need yes. that rest and recovery period after so you've almost got to try and strike the balance with recovering but maintaining your fitness to to try again yeah um but no that that for me was kind of the the highlight um just not and not just because of the time and um the way that the race went but the atmosphere was incredible um my parents came out to watch me and I saw them at uh 15 kilometers and 17 kilometers in and then they were on the, the finish line and yeah just um and it was it's a beautiful place to visit so we had a great time wandering around exploring and yeah, had uh, had some celebratory drinks afterwards and some nice food. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I mean, a European race is always nice. I think for, for any of us at any level of running to, to, you know, go, like you said, make a weekend of it. But I imagine that getting out, it fit, it sounds to me, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but from the conversation we've had, that half marathon's your distance. Like, you, you like a half marathon. So, like, getting out there in that elite category, in, in that national jersey, in a, there must be a level of kind of oh yeah I've arrived now let's let's go let's go let's go make this count I mean, I mean and, and it is a quite popular race for the elites isn't it Copenhagen I believe yeah, so it is, it's, yeah. it's a it's a good one to to really get out and be like yeah here I am let's let's go smash this <laughs> yeah um okay so let's let's move away from the road then let's talk about uh trail running well cross country um what made you think let's just have a go at that then um well, uh, I don't really know, to be honest. I just thought, well, the guys have been, the guys at the, because like, I run for Ponty Rodents, they'd been running uh, cross country for the season last year. I'd veered away from it previously because I struggle with, or I have struggled in the past with my ankles, so ankle yeah. weakness um, from sprinting, just going over on them. And I've torn ligaments quite a lot in the past in warm ups and things like that. And they were, historically quite weak where so I wasn't great at running on 
and even services basically I did really struggle yeah. um but strangely over well I'm I have done a lot of strengthening exercises but I was actually told that they wouldn't do too much for me and I was going to have to have an operation to remove the scar tissue um in order for me to kind of be able to to cope with those uneven surfaces but touch wood they've been uh, they've held out and um I just thought well post Copenhagen I'm not I wasn't targeting anything um I knew I was relatively fit um from the training that I'd done for that so I thought I'd give cross country a bit of a go just try something new and um to to shut some of the guys up at the club for uh, moaning at me to come along and and um get some points for the club so yeah that was good um and I, I surprisingly really enjoyed it and and, and, sh- and shut people up you did there's something you said oh just go and give it a go so so what then to achieve what you achieved so just just you'll explain it better than me so so what happened at cross country in terms of what you were able to achieve um so i ran so the first well i i've only done two um two cross country races one of them was the welsh champs so i won that so yeah um, that was only um and then the first one i also i also won that so yeah i was, I was incredible <laughs> Rock up, win, leave. Arrive, win, leave. That should be your next T-shirt. Um, it's amazing. But you, you're saying it with such humility, and, and I'm not. I'm not doing it to try and to try and um, drag a, a lack of humility out of you, or to drag any bragging out of you. But because you're saying these things like they're nothing, but I think that's a reflection of, of of your drive and determination, clearly. But these are amazing achievements, and you you're turning your hat to different disciplines and and smashing it. It's amazing. No, I think it's important, I think, to keep that, just try new things. And, you know, for me, it's about enjoying what you're doing. And I don't, I don't care about being best. I don't care about winning. I just want to have fun. Um, and I think that's important because it keeps the love for the sport. And that's what's going to, I mean, I don't plan on competing at the level that I've recently been competing at forever, but I don't ever plan on not running. Um, hopefully yeah. my body will allow me to do that for a very long time yet. And I just, I love the community and I want to be able to keep myself fit and healthy and yeah, just keep enjoying it. Yeah. Benefit. And, it, and it, it's amazing that we, we, we speak to all kinds of runners, whether at the elite end of, of, of running or, or, or any other from, you know, back of the pack runners to, uh, to, to people like yourself and it's amazing the commonalities that you do here in terms of people's motivation yes the times might be different but you hear those same things it's about staying fit it's about mental health it's about community it's about it's about being a part of something and and that's something I think that binds us no matter how fast we run or how far we run doesn't it yeah definitely and I think that's what I love about the running community it's like it doesn't matter how fast you are, how long you run for, what distances you enjoy doing. You've all got that common interest. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, and well, clearly, you, you you've turned your hat to a host of different disciplines, and you've got quite a lot of knowledge, experience, and skill to share. And and you do that uh, as you're an online run coach. Tell me a little bit about how that came. How long have you been doing that for? Um, so that's only started recently, actually. So um, okay. just decided that, well, I I love it. I've kind of, so until um, June last year, I think, I was self-coached. So I'd got myself mm-hmm. to, to 
to that level obviously built up a lot of knowledge and uh, experience knowledge from my experiences and doing things wrong <laughs> and learning from my own mistakes um, and to be honest I wish I'd had someone along the way to help to not uh, to help me not make those mistakes um, just I, I got injured a few times and and that was because of poor planning on my part and um, from my running and just not understanding um the importance of, of rest and nutrition and yeah fueling things like that so um i just i i think it's that it's not about being the best it's for me it's about enjoying the enjoying the journey enjoying what you're doing and achieving whatever goals that you want to achieve whatever personal goals you've got and I just I just like to help people do that so I've I mean this is whilst it's not that I've not been in a, a proper coach um previously I have helped a lot of family members and friends with their goals and I really enjoyed it so I thought you know what I I love this I'm gonna give it a go yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? We've spoken to people who, who do uh, uh, coaching in various guises on a podcast before. And, and it's interesting when you hear people saying that the satisfaction they get from helping somebody else achieve a big goal is on par, if not sometimes supersedes the feeling of achieving something yourself. I personally find it way more, um, yeah, way better the, that like buzz that you get from from watching somebody else achieve what they want to do. Yeah, it's definitely supersedes for me. Well, to waylay as we start to st think about winding down, we've been speaking for nearly half an hour already, and it's flown by. Um, let's waylay back into your own achievements as much as you do on support support others and, and what might be coming next. So, are there any big plans? on a personal level in terms of races or goals that you're going after in the rest of 2023 and beyond? So I have been dabbling with a bit of track recently. So we dropped down the distances again, just because I did cross country and I really enjoyed it. I previously used to love sprinting. So I was like, well, let's see if my legs remember how to run fast. They don't remember yeah. how to run that fast, yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I did. Uh, I've done some 1500 meter races recently and some 800 meters, which is completely out of my comfort zone. But I, I love that. The buzz that you get from just being in, in a completely new uh, discipline. I love that. Um, and there's no pressure there, which again was really nice because I didn't have any expectations of myself. Nobody else had any expectations of me. So I just rocked up and, and gave it a go. And I really enjoyed that. So I've been focusing a little, little bit more on the speed side of things, but um, next target for me is gonna be the, um, I've been selected to run for Wales in the podium uh, 5K in- uh, Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing in Butte Park so yeah that's um that's in August so that'll be next next one for me and then just see see how see see where I'm at um come that race and um maybe do some 10ks and yeah we'll see see about Cardiff half then although I am uh tempted not to target Cardiff half this year and to um maybe help some people pace um Brilliant. so yeah well I'm there so you can drag me around if you want <laughs> I presume an absolute canter when you compare your pace to mine um last but not least then uh community you've spoken about community and the importance of community you've got a pretty 
pretty significant presence on the old social media, big following, lots of people who like to follow your journey, interact with you. How have you found that's helped you with kind of progressing and kicking on with your own running? And um, it's to be honest, I started the running side of things because um, I had some friends who were like, oh, you make me feel so guilty on you because I was posting on my personal yeah. social media yeah. when I was going for runs. Oh, you make me feel so guilty. You're getting up before work to go for a run. You're always out do, like being fit and healthy. So and it actually gave me a bit of a complex. Right, <laughs> so okay. I was like, right, OK, I'll, I'll um, set up my own like running one because I set it up for my own accountability to follow yep. my journey and be able to see my uh, personal achievements um and to, I really wasn't expecting to for it to become anything it was just it's just a personal blog basically um but yeah I love that side of things it's great to again it's a great platform to interact with people um who you otherwise would never have met um so yeah I love yeah. it yeah and if people do not follow you ojt underscore runs is the instagram handle is that right and that's that's where the main interactions that's where, where, where the main following is and where, where you are keeping a journal of your of your activities and your your progress yeah that's right wonderful and if anyone's listening and thinking i could do much worse if i wanted an online running coach you've got a website for your coaching stuff where can people find that yeah, so that that's all on my Instagram as well. I'll all through Instagram on there. That's great. Wonderful. Um, anything we've not spoken about as we perfectly move the clock over to thirty minutes? An absolute professional start to finish. Um, that's what we aim for. That's what we're getting. Uh, anyone we've not mentioned? Anyone you want to shout out? Uh, any companies you're working with? You wanna you wanna give a quick shout out to before I let you get back to your evening? Um, so companies I'm working with actually. Um, uh, is a block physio I worked with recently and that transition from um, kind of the longer distances so the half marathons down to track work has meant that I'm doing a lot more kind of power based stuff a lot more speed work um, just allowing my body to be able to do that um, has yeah I've needed a lot more help from him um, and, and the team there to make to yeah to put me back together once I've battered yep. myself on a track um so yeah a block physio they're they're fantastic um yeah wonderful wonderful there we go I think that's that's us done then thank you so much for your time um best of luck with the podium 5k in August which I think will be about the time this podcast goes out so we'll watch that with vested interest I'm sure people will give you a follow and hopefully our paths will cross at some point in the future, maybe at Cardiff in October. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for having me. Was Olivia Jim, international athlete? What do you reckon? Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Some people are just naturally gifted, aren't they? Just turn their hands to anything. Goes from one, one discipline to another and just smashes it. I mean, obviously, the, the background in athletics probably helps and stuff mm. like that. But it's, uh, yeah, mind-boggling. mind-boggling. What, not for the likes of me and you, eh, Matt? I don't think we'd, no. we'd have a... What do you reckon? Yeah. And, and what, if if there was an event, if there was an event, any event in the world that you would represent England in, what do you think it would be? Uh, I won't even be drinking beer because I'm just at that and all. Uh, cutting grass. <laughs> oh, that was a, that was a good answer. <laughs> Ben's not on mute. He's caught him up. <laughs> Oh, better than ever, eh? You're right, better than ever. Yeah. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting that. I thought about putting myself on mute, and then I thought, no, it's all right, we'll be silent. And then you ask the idiot boy a stupid question, and he comes out with that. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, it could have been javelin, it could have been yeah. shot put or something, but no, cutting grass. Cutting grass, the world grass cutting challenge. <laughs> I cut grass yesterday at home, so I thought, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. I, I bet there actually is a grass cutting championship. There will be. There will be. I'm getting, I bet there is, yeah. There you, there there you go, go, Matt. Hey, there you go on. There you go. That's your calling. What's your evening, Matt? What's your evening? What? Okay, cool, right. We'll end here for it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when he got signed up for Pendle again, isn't it? Matt uh, suddenly finds himself in the World Grass Cutting Championships. Oops, don't talk about Pendle. Uh, <laughs> anyway, better than ever. How are we? All right, guys. <laughs> Yeah, all good, thank you. I feel like we didn't we didn't get your big big ceremonious introduction that we normally like to give you, but we'll roll straight into it because we've got plenty to get to, haven't we? We've got summer showdown coming up still, um, mm. but we've also got a park run to talk about. So let's get that out of the way first. We love a bit of park run chatter. I did park run this week. Uh, why didn't I? I was meant to. I was meant to go to Witness, and we we overslept and didn't set off till about ten o'clock in the morning. So, but I didn't do it. Matt, did you park run? Uh, I was going to meet up with the guys at Rotherham, but uh, you didn't. Of course, you didn't. It didn't. Uh, Turned out, no one was playing football, so yeah. I mean, this this all sounds like massive disappointment, and I'm sorry to tell you that even though uh, we didn't get our big intro, which is a disappointment, our parkrun this week was also a disappointment. Oh <sighs> no! I don't think you've ever opened a segment with it was a disappointment. No, well, I love Parkrun. I love the fact I did it. I ran Parkrun. It was a new venue. I love that much. But I'll let Emma explain just how exciting this venue was. Go on, Emma, tell him. So we went to Weatherby um, because we needed to stay close to home. And we thought, let's tick this one off. Why have we not ticked it off yet? Well, we knew it was all on grass. Obviously, it's a bit weather dependent. We knew it was going to be around the field. And we just kind of just kept looking at it and thinking, can't really, can't get really get excited about this. But, you know, thought we took it off this week. We thought, well, maybe it's, there's got to be something to it. There's got to be a reason people go there every week. Um, no. 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 <laughs> Couldn't find it. No, honestly, like Em says, we have to stay local. So it's only 40 minutes away, straight up the M1. Five minutes off the M1, you're there. You pull into Weatherby. You look at the parking page. It says, do not park at the sports centre. Park in this car park here. Walk across. Town Town centre is beautiful. Really nice place. Maybe that's the highlight. Um, but we parked, we parked in the car park, and it was chucking it down with rain. And we walked to Park Run, which was probably about a kilometre away from the car park. And we were thinking, bloody hell, this is miserable. Let's hope Park Run's good. Um, and we just walked onto this sports field, and that is literally all it was, just a sports field. There was nothing to it, no elevation, no no distinctive features, no nothing. Um, oh, wait, no, actually, that was a really, really nice cone formation. <laughs> okay. Um, the, 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 the way they... So when you get round to the start-finish area for... For the three laps that you do, you go through a cone formation one way, and then you go through cones to the finish. Um, and I tell you what, there was a lot of cones, and they were all very evenly spaced, and the, the angles were lovely, and uh, they were colour coordinated down each side and in the middle. And um, how, yes, how, 
What was the grass like? Was the grass cut all right? Do you... <laughs> I mean, it's it's a very well kept sports field. So I mean, there were no particular massive muddy patches apart from in the goal mouse. I think there were nine football pitches on it and one rugby pitch. Um, so it was very firm grounds, lots of grass, no no real mud to go through. Um, very green. Um, it's just three laps round. You're just going round the perimeter of a couple of fields. But at one point, you you have to cut through a fence uh, between the two fields, doesn't you? Yeah, it's like two separate fields. You've got one field and you, you start down here. You run round and then there's a fence between the fields and you come down a little bit and then come back on yourself halfway up. And then you go round the next field, all the way around that one. And then you come back on yourself halfway up the field along a bit, and then you come down the fence line and through the cones, and then you go and do it all again. You can see all of the cars while you're running, so that's there's no surprises. It does sound a bit shit, guys, I'll be honest. It sounds like it school, 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 school cross-country. It was. Just like that. It was chucking it down for the entire time. But even oh, that, that must have helped on grass, mustn't it? School cross country is even fun because there's muds and it's kind of racing and then there's a little bit of elevation. There was nothing, absolutely nothing to this. I think there were 60, 68 people that ran it or something daft. Mm. Hardly anybody turned up. Um, the run director was the least enthusiastic run director I think we've ever met. Um, he, I reckon he was some kind of school teacher or something, um, like a history teacher or I don't know. He just has no specifically. He gave off history teacher vibes. Yeah, they're generally pretty boring. Geography, geography, maybe. Yeah, um, and yeah, it was just it, he was as dull as the weather was that morning. So uh, I know he's not going to be listening, but I appreciate him volunteering and putting a park run on. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I just like something a park run, and there was nothing. There was nothing. Oh, um, oh alright, guys. Oh, no. Tick. Yeah, well, I made it semi-interesting um, because if you run around the field to start with, you can count the people running along the field. So I counted right. the people. And I was running with them because I wasn't going to jog around. We didn't have time for barcode scanning or anything after. We had to just come back. So I thought, I'll run it with them. We'll finish together. We, that's what she said. Um, and then... Um, and then we can just get off. That's what she said. Um, and, <laughs> um, and so I'm just counting the people and I counted down and I worked out where we were and I, I got my phone out and I'm looking through position bingo and I'm like, right, we're in 46 and 47th. I need 47 or I need 50. And the other two I needed, a few people overtook. And then at one point I was like, right, I'm 50 if you're 51st. Um, and... And yeah, I finished fiftieth. So I got a position bingo. Yay! Oh, nice. Yay! Silver lining. I, I, I had to. I, I normally let Emma beat me when we run together, but um, she very Smoked much her. just she just accepted that I was going to finish ahead of her. I just left into it. I had just zero enthusiasm about the run. I got a bit of a sore Achilles as well, so just nothing. I was just oh, not. Man. And what made it what made it even worse is they say do not park at the sports centre. Strictly no parking at the sports centre. People parked at the sports centre, didn't they, Ben? Everybody, every other fucker parked <laughs> at the sports centre. <laughs> so they're all just jumping in their cars and driving off at the end. I'm like, for fuck's sake. 
Have I swore? Yeah, that's, um, that's 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 the explicit warning on the podcast for this week. Um, good. Okay, so don't go to Weatherby Park. No, but the t- I mean, we walked into town afterwards. We we went to we went to a chain of bakery and um, we had a sausage, egg, and hash brown butty, which was pretty lovely. Uh, and then we went to another chain of coffee uh, establishment and we got a nice coffee and jumped in the car and just drove home. Parking was free where we were, even though it was a good old walk away. Um, that's it, it. Don't, don't go away. There's okay. plenty of other park runs in the Leeds area that you can go to other than Weatherby. But it's done. Tick. It's done. Takes off the box. Uh, probably the shortest part of the segment we've ever done, but it's done. Uh, and it gives us time to get on with uh, with much more exciting things. And as we were finishing up that park run segment, we've uh, we've had a dial in from abroad. It's only it's, uh, it's only it's only pickup. How are we doing, mate? In Spanish, please. Hola. Hola. <laughs> it's Al JP. Yeah, that's all I've got. All right. Okay. Dos beers, please. Don't be one of those guys. Even Matt knows that beer is Savetsa. Are we doing? You alright? Yeah, I'm alright, yeah. How many Savetsas have you had today? <laughs> oh, I'm on about my seventh mojito, I think. So, well, <laughs> okay. We've moved on to mojitos. It's that kind of an evening. Right, okay, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, well, JP. Yeah. I waited for you. Because I couldn't have started this without you. Episode three of Matthew Taylor Improvisational Comedy. Yes, I'm so glad we're here for this as well. And we've got a live studio audience this week. We've got Ben, we've got Emma. There might even be a certain statistician lurking in the background. Um, have, but he's, but he's not coming off mute because he's not, he's not going to help you because that would be too easy. Uh, Matt, would you like to know your improvisational comedy routine for today? Whatever. Okay, I, so I thought, I thought we were going to get away with it because we're recording the second bit first. Yeah, and, uh, no, so. no, no. We we are putting it after the guest though, just so if anyone's tuning in for the guest, they don't have <laughs> to listen to it um, because I'm pretty sure it turns a lot of people off. But I don't care because I love it. Uh, right, okay. So here's what's happening, Matt. You are on a cruise with Danny DeVito. You are in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, and all of a sudden you hit an iceberg. Oh no. The ship sinks along with everyone on it, except for you and Danny DeVito, who get away on the only life raft. Wow. You're stranded at sea with only two days of food and water ration remaining. Tell us what happens. <laughs> well, obviously, two, two days remaining. I mean, two, two days worth of food remaining. It takes us, I'm that good at rowing because I went to save Statman John Dinter, so I'll right. get straight on, straight on board, straight rowing board, but then this penguin jumps in. Off, off this iceberg, yeah, penguin. So we've got an, an extra bit of food there to eat for a little bit longer. You ate the penguin? Yeah. <laughs> Delicious. Right. <laughs> how did you How did you cook the penguin? Uh, Is that not cannibalism for Danny DeVito? Oh, hey! <laughs> Here he is, mojito pickup. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> I just, just want to show you something. The reason I said penguin. <laughs> it's because you've got Isaac stuffed penguin in front of you. Right, okay. Good. Well, it's okay. Visual prompts, you're doing pretty well. Okay, so there needs to be a twist, Matt. What's the twist? You've had a penguin, you and Danny DeVito, floating at sea. What's the twist? Well, we've we finished the penguin, but obviously you can't eat the beak. So I lobbed the beak up in there, so it took it out, and it lands on back at boat, pops boat, and that just 
it shoots as all air comes out of it and it shoots us along Atlantic Ocean. Right, you've lost me now. Well, I took the speak up. I got it. No, 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 I, I understand the premise of what's happened. It's firing you along the Atlantic Ocean. That I somewhat... cartoons. You've seen on cartoons and stuff. Right, that okay. Air out, it blows, shoots them off. Okay. Okay, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Now, where'd, where'd you get to? Where'd you, where'd you land? Uh, New York City, baby. What, oh, don't what, help him. Oh, it's in. The Atlantic. That's the one between us and America, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Uh, Bahamas, Bahamas. <laughs> Come on, there. Okay. It's warm. That's where I want to go. <laughs> I really thought you were going to That's the one between us and America, isn't it? Yes, the Bahamas. It's not Atlantic, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, no, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not wrong. I just assumed that you were going to say America or us. No, no. I, I want to go to. I've never been to the thing, so that's where I want to go. Right. That's and were, we... you, were, were you able to navigate your uh, boat? To the Bahamas. Nice. Was that where you ended up? Just, just where we ended up. Then me and me and Dan are on the, on some beds, some lounges. We a couple of mojitos ourselves, just mm-hmm. chilling out, watching all the wildlife and that go by, searching for penguins to eat, stuff like that. Oh, uh, are you are you now addicted to penguin? Is that like, is that is that now? <laughs> what you've had a taste of penguin? Uh, well, that's well, that's episode three of Matthew Taylor improvisational comedy, and that was pretty good, mate. Oh, I've got one question though: Who's oh. taller, Matt or Danny DeVito? I piss off, JP. Um, <laughs> can anyone Google how tall Danny DeVito is quickly while we're doing this? Come on, he's probably, probably even smaller now. So I'm guessing I'm taller. How tall are you? What? What? Just because he's old? Yeah, Emma's on it now. How tall are you? Five foot five and a and a generous bit. Five five foot four and three quarters, I think it is. He's five foot four. He's five foot four. I think Danny DeVito's like five one. Danny DeVito is apparently four feet and ten inches. Uh, Yeah, he is small. He is small. Well done, Matt. You're bigger than Danny DeVito, but not a penguin. Um... I, I'll be honest, I think the Penguin would have took you, if I'm honest. But, yes. um, but that was pretty good, mate. That was good. You've been practising. Tell me tell me about your process. What have you been practising this week? I've been practising. You know, when, when you started talking, I started looking around and I seen that Penguin up for and I thought, you know what, I'll use it. You thought, mmm, that looks tasty. <laughs> See, the thing is now, he's never going to know which segment is coming in, so he's got to be ready. <laughs> yeah. I'll just take inspiration from where I am. Things oh, around good. me. <laughs> Good. Well, you've just named everything in your living room, so hopefully you won't be in the living room again. Otherwise, it's going to be Matt and the Penguin Part 2, isn't it? <laughs> penguin Harder. Very good. Matt and, Matt and the bag under the bed next time. Matt and the... Oh, yeah. Donna's bag. That's Ooh. been passed around Matt's team, though, apparently. <laughs> Matt's, 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 Matt's golden dildo is like some kind of... It's a nice little segue this we're creating, isn't it, this? What? To, to, to you getting railed by a golden dildo? Apparently, his initiation was to send pictures of their dicks in, so... Um... Oh, wow. <laughs> Matthew Taylor. Um, so, OK, yeah, it was a good segue, Matt, wasn't it? Because I'll tell you someone who uh, doesn't eat penguin, uh, because he's strictly vegetarian. Uh, Stop my John's here! Stop my John, how are we doing? 
Hello, lads. Hello, lads. And how are you all? Good, thank you. Good. Did I you just, know that? Uh, sorry, I just entered through a smoke machine, but no one can see it. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's disappointing. Did you have a theme song that you entered to? Yes, it was. Lady in black, how beautiful you are, Emma. <laughs> I was wondering, I didn't realise for a second that he's just looking at Emma, isn't he? Um, good. She's okay. my full screen. That's it. Just she's, your full, she's your full <laughs> screen. Very good. Um, SMJ, uh, did you personally know the penguin that Martin Danny DeVito devoured? Uh, no, I didn't. And, lad, you've been taking classes. I don't know why you won't tell them. I've been with Donna every time you've been at class. She's had time. <laughs> and uh, I heard the teacher said... You know, look around, do something. So I thought, oh, you can have that bloody penguin. That'll make a good bit of the story. So well done, lad. You passed the first time. <laughs> Very good. Stat by John, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been good. Big caterpillar update. Mm. Caterpillar so just, Yeah, they were cocoons. But today, uh, I walked in. Bam! One of them's out. I'll take a closer look. Bam! The second one's out. It's Ben and Emma. So I'll go closer to Emma, obviously, give her a greeting. And uh, Ben does a dirty protest all over it, putting his scent everywhere. Uh, that, well, to be fair, non-caterpillar Ben does that too. Mm, he does. I like it. So I cleaned it up with my tongue and then uh, had a bit of lunch. And then uh, out came a tiny little one with brown wings. So we've got Ben, Emma and JP. No <laughs> Very good. So Rob and Matt still cocooned. Rob, yours is almost there. I was really hoping it would get there, you know, before now, but it hasn't. It's almost there. It keeps doing little shakes. It would pop it, out in a minute. It would make it would have made a better story if Matt was the only one still in the cocoon. I tried to open yours, but <laughs> then me away. Yeah, probably wouldn't wouldn't advise that. Um good, so that's pretty much nearly the end of the caterpillar story really isn't it there's not how much further can we get do you just release them when the butterflies or are you going to keep them in that jar no no i release them and i've got those little gopros haven't i so i'll follow them oh yeah it's gonna make it last yeah of course good good (laughs) follow their adventures um excellent uh it's time for week two results smj how are we feeling what's the what's your thoughts is it still is it still tight at the top yeah tight everywhere uh we've got uh, sorry, Emma. I'm just smiling at you. Uh, yeah, top three. <laughs> top three, there's been some movement and they are very close. Very close. We like it. Right, OK. So I think let's give a little bit of a shout out to our Golden Batteners first. Who are our week one Golden Batteners, SMJ, and how did they do? Week, yeah, week one. Two. Week two. Week two Golden Batteners. Sorry, week two Golden Batteners and how did they do? So, Dave, body for yourself, 70 miles. Dave. Good lad, good body. Uh, Gary Ludwin, 54.8 miles. Go on, guess. For Blues. Uh, Team Emma, you had Leanne. Uh, 95. Wow. Good job. Lane. It was Lane, um, wasn't it? Lane. Oh, sorry. Oh, Who's Leanne? Sorry, Leanne. Leanne, <laughs> I'm going to send you. Can I just check? Did you say Leanne or did you say Leanne? No, I said, Leanne, I'm going to send her a handwritten note of apologies. Right, Please okay. take that apology. Uh, running short stuff. There you go. I'll say you're in sandal. Uh, team Ben. Deborah. Oof, I remember her. 63.8 miles. 
Very good. Wow. And JP, you had Kaylee. She got 65.9. Kaylee Webster. Well done, Kaylee. So that is. She did an ultra. She did a 50 mile ultra as well, which was unbelievable. Incredible. Two meters of elevation. So best in class for the week from the Golden Battles goes to Leanne. <laughs> yeah. Leanne, good old Leanne. Well done, Lane. Uh, great job. Okay, cool. So they all get their score doubled. Um, we've got to do a little bit of spinning. Oh, do you want, uh, sorry, do you want bonus points or no bonus points? Uh, you can tell us how many you did them for each team. Yeah, let's go quick. Ben, 29. Well done. Emma, what 29. Amazing, well done. Ben. Yeah. I mean, you do force your team to do it, but fine, yeah. No, 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 I do not. <laughs> uh, Emma, 28. Matt, 27. Big numbers. Rob, 23. JP, 22. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, Very excited to see if I could double my four miles for weeks. <laughs> this is going to be rigged again, isn't it? So, again, if people don't know, Matt is currently sharing his screen. He's getting Pornhub off, and he is sharing the wheel, the wheel of misfortune. There'll be two spins of the wheel of misfortune. On that wheel of misfortune, there are ten names, five captains, five vice captains, one from each team, of each from each from each from each. We're going to spin the wheel. Whoever it lands on first will get their miles doubled. Not tripled, not quadrupled, not halved, not quartered, but doubled. The second person is going to lose it all, even if they've just had their previous miles Double. So, let's get into it, Matty Taylor. I mean, Statman John. Spin that wheel of misfortune, and let's find out who's getting the miles. The miles doubled this week. Why is it already spinning? Matt? That's the slowest there spin. We go. There we go. No, no, no. It was, it was, just, it was just warming up, Ben. Okay. Yes! Eight miles! <laughs> In a move that means nothing to anybody! Yeah. <laughs> Rob Hitchmo coming up trumps. <laughs> uh, I noticed I, I noticed that you're all a lot less bothered than when Matt got his miles doubled last week. <laughs> Amazing mileage, Rob. Well done, uh, mate. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. It wasn't even was it four miles? It was like four and a half, I think. You what? John, what was it? Uh four. And very irritating to change all these numbers before, but it's all right there. Okay. Uh but what are the chances that you're now going to get spun again and lose it all? <laughs> I mean, I mean what, lose all eight? Uh, yeah. Again, I don't think anyone would care. Um, uh, Matt, do you want to spin it again and find out who's losing their miles this week? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, it's Joe. Joe! I was no, yeah, it's Rob Cole. I was joking. Oh, at least it's uh, blue team. Blue team. What's uh, what's Joe's mileage this week? SMJ. I bet it's nothing because she's got that bloody dog. Four point seven. <laughs> <laughs> the most <laughs> underwhelming game of Wheel of Misfortune ever. <laughs> it, was, it did not have the same climax as uh, as last week, did it at all? But uh, unlucky Joe. Uh, those hard bank four point seven miles have basically been given to me. Um, how are we wow. feeling, teams? Matt, are you gutted? You're on mute, you moron. <laughs> oh, Matthew. Why were you... That was strange. I... Why are you asking me? It's your fucking phone. I came off of uh, screen share and just put it straight on mute. <laughs> well, maybe it knew. Yeah, I'm gutted. Yeah. gutted. All, all 400 bit miles. Mm, heartbroken. 
Is that man John, has that made a huge difference to the league table? Uh, not the league, no. no it hasn't. Right. I'm sorry. So Does anyone want to tell us a joke? Um, no, really. Matt? What? Matt, no. do you want to tell us a joke? <clears throat> what? Not really. He's, he's, he's stalling because he's still doing the scores. <clears throat> Um, don't don't get that penguin back out. How would you get the attention of a country girl? No, ma. <laughs> You're a walking caricature what? of yourself. How, Matty? How? Please tell. You attract her. Christ. <laughs> that was more underwhelming than that wheel spin. To be fair, I wish I could <laughs> skip through this segment. SMJ, <laughs> um, how long does it take you to oh, have so four and take four of somebody else? I was done a while ago. I was just enjoying the joke. If I, had watching, <laughs> I enjoyed the pain. All right, is. SMJ, bottom to top because that's how we like it. Tell us Let's the league table. So, number five, we have Team Burgundy. Two, three, four, six. Two, three, four, six. So how many miles well, was that last team. week? Team Burgundy. Last week. Well, they done one, one, two, seven. That's an improvement on the week before, JP. Yeah. Upward trajectory. Well done, Team Brown. That's not applauding you there, JP. Just make yeah, note. He's just not a good sportsman. Writing down. He's writing down his joke. Just to get know. He knows, he, knows, he knows he's got to put a graphic out, so he's making notes. <laughs> SMJ. Then we have fourth place. We have Rob, Team Green, with two, three, uh, two six, three, one. Well done, team. Um, do you remember, JP, when I was like, we're definitely bottom two, aren't we? <laughs> like Mystic Meg. Uh, okay, good. Well done, Green Team. How many last, how many last week? How many... Uh, they got one, two, oh, three. I will send you this little fella so he can save you a follower. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just being super competitive and writing it all down so he can... Mm. But, yeah, he likes, but... likes to see it, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. okay. Next. Well, let's put this up in the uh, Anus and see if it changes. Third place is Team Blue. Matt. <gasps> That's a fall from Grace. Big change. Wow. Wow. So, his total is 2811.7. Last week was 1297. Wow. Jesus. This is what we're here for, a domestic. That made a difference, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. And now we all just sit back and enjoy the shit show that's going to follow. M's, M's team smashed it this week, by the way. She did tell me. So. Look at him, look at him being fake nice! <laughs> I'm, I'm, within, I'm within punching reach, so... Um. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, SMJ, tell us who's in second. Second place. With the biggest week, but for total, they're at 2845 Emma, Team Purple. Well done. Well done, you... Oh, God, my screen went. I clapped so hard. Well done, Team Purple. What 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 a Team Purple, huh? Two eight four. Total or last week? Oh, sorry. Two eight four five for last week overall. I think Matt's got into your job, SMJ. That's why he's making notes. Thinks he could be Statman Matt. <clears throat> Stat Matt John. Stat Matt John. And how many Matt last week? Matt, get your penis out. Let's fight. <laughs> 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 
Um, very good. Okay, so uh, Emma's on about what? Two thousand eight hundred was that overall? Two eight four five. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see where she is in comparison to what is going to be an unsufferable couple of minutes. Who's tops that man, John? Top. Big spine. Big numbers. Total is Ben at two eight nine two. Only a difference of four. <laughs> It's close at the top. Well done, Red Hot Stickle Steppers. Thanks. Thank very, you. Very good. Okay, so Emma, best in class for the week, but Ben top of the leaderboard overall. Is that the summary, Statman John? That's it, correct. Fun JP fun. and Rob, pretty hopeless. But we're having fun, though, aren't we? Having a fucking great time. Mm. I, I can't run. I got, I got eight miles last week. Four of them... I didn't even run. So. <laughs> <laughs> Figure that one out. Right, okay, so. And the, and the other four, you didn't even run. You walked. <laughs> no, I didn't walk. Well, walked, walked a stretch. Limped. Um, <laughs> I, only did, I only did that to get them road signs. Yeah, awful. I took myself into a pretty rough part of Sheffield as well. I was walking. It was quite nice. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, no, where am I? You know, when a guy comes past an electric scooter with no top on and a balaclava, and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, what's happened? <laughs> I couldn't even run away. I couldn't even run away to escape. I just had to limp off in a different direction. And then there was a roadside I had to take a picture of. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Can I borrow your scooter, please? Will you just take a picture of me in front of this road sign, please? Well, that Manor Oaks Road, by any chance? It was Manor Oaks Road, yes. It appears you're familiar with it, Matthew. Uh, very good. Uh, so that was it. So yeah, uh, well, I just I just need to get fit, don't I? Start doing some miles. But anyway, well done, Ben. Absolutely amazing work. Top of the table. Um, his team are regimented. They're well drilled, and they're absolutely smashing it. But everyone else is having a great time too. We're just not as good. Right. Okay. Satman John. Uh, it is Golden Button. Not Golden Button. It is Challenge Week Three. There's a couple of days left when people hear this. If they've not done the challenge, it's it's a controversial one, isn't it, SMJ? Oh, God, it is. Strava art. So you've got, come on, an elephant. I can do an elephant for you now. A dinosaur or a flower. I can show you my flower. It's as simple as that. Don't strike bend the rules. I'll give you five bonus points. I won't destroy you. <laughs> it, it doesn't seem as simple as you're making it out to be that much. I don't need to believe any of the group chats. Especially Jack's bum hole, can you dream? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, were we, were we expecting anything more from little little Lord Penfold after the crayon incident? No, I wasn't actually. I quite enjoyed it. It's up on my wall. Mm. I, uh, I did, it, did, it did remind me of Matt's um, Draw Big Ben at three o'clock, <laughs> which was one of my favourite early jokes from the podcast. You have, to be, you have to be an OG around from day one to remember Matt's Big Ben at three o'clock. I'm working till five. <laughs> <laughs> It was a good picture, that one. <laughs> it was a good picture. Uh, very good. And Statman John, who are our golden button holders for week three? Well, let's not get any names wrong. So, uh, Rob, you have got Ben Davies. Uh, Matt, you've got Amy Harrison. Nice, nice. Emma, you've got, should we do it all together? Jolie. 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 Well, uh, Ben, you've got uh, Dom. Dom Component. Pony. Did you say Dom Component? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Dominic Champone. 
Sorry. You put yourself on mute then, SMJ. Yep. <laughs> You're right, SMJ. Yeah. I think the connection's bad. Sorry, I, I might have laughed. It sounded like a blow off. Um, <laughs> and we've got. Oh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's live, folks. Um, uh, SMJ, You've got a pretty good laugh there. Very good laugh, SMJ. I think we broke oh, yeah. SMJ. It was a tittle oh. almost, SMJ. Just doing a bit of breathing then. Uh, let's get quick. Jopey, James, Matthewson. Lovely, lovely stuff. Two ex-guests in the Golden Button spots this week. I think um, I think Joe Lee's going to be gunning for the top Golden Button holder mileage out of the competition so far. I think we'll he's, see. He's got 120 miles to beat. Let's mm. see if he can do that. I reckon he might. I reckon, I reckon he might. I reckon he might just about be able to do 120. Mm. We'll I'm see really, about that. Emma, have, have you got plans to check in on Joe on Monday morning, please? <laughs> <laughs> Just make, sure, just make sure he's okay. He's <laughs> covered the first two weeks as well, so uh, then he's, he's ending the week on an eight-hour um, t- total warrior uh, race. So yeah, oh, Joe as well, just to add to it. So um, 100, 120 mile target in total for the week. Yeah. I'm sure Absolutely he'll. I'm sure. Yeah, he's, he's determined, isn't he? He's he's, he's a warrior. Total warrior. Um, very good. Well, let's see what happens next week, guys. SMJ, thank you so much. Amazing as always. We're going to see you again next week. Yes, you are in the flesh, Emma. Not only in your dreams. <laughs> a little bit concerning. But, um... uh, Emma wasn't ready for that. You can tell yeah. by the reaction. Um, good. Okay. Thanks, that man, John. Um, are you going to stay with us for the thank yous? Uh, no. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Um, good. Well, the, them's the rules. Bottom of the table does the thank yous, JP. Is my audio good enough for that? Can you uh, me I don't think it's a good enough excuse. Go. Okay. I'd like to thank my barman, firstly, for these uh, very <laughs> strong mojitos. <laughs> um, I'd like to thank Olivia Jim for her amazing chat. Um, I'd like to thank you, Rob, for limping to eight miles this week. I'd like <laughs> to thank you, Matthew, for wheeling out that old joke again. I'd like to thank you, Ben, for being actually quite a gracious leader so far. Mm, yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm waiting for the group chat after this. Is yeah. Finished. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You've all got me wrong, but anyway. Yeah. And I'd like to thank you as well for keeping Ben under control. Um, I'd like to thank the guys in the back. So Jack, Joe, uh, Sammy, Lou, the newsletter guys. Uh, so Nick Finney, whose birthday it is today. Happy um, birthday, Nick Finney. Cliff Lucy, Jamie Denham. Paul McWhirter. Sorry, sorry, Ben. We're talking about the thank yous. <laughs> <laughs> JP's had seven mojitos and he's taking no shit. It's getting hilarious. Um, Graham for the theme music and that's it. That'll do. Nice one, JP. And thanks to you for gracing us with your presence despite the massive time difference of an hour. <laughs> well, really pull like. yourself away from mojitos. Oh, no, the what do you mean? I've got okay. one. Okay, all right, okay. We'll, fi- we'll finish up so that you can get back to your mojitos. Uh, Emma, where can people find us if they want to find out more about the Fart Like Family, about our community, about the podcast, and all the little things that we do? You can find out about us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and we've got a TikTok as well. We've got a website, whatthefartlick.com, 
Uh, you can get to us by email on whatthefartlikepodcast at gmail dot com. And most importantly, if you want to listen to us, you can get us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and Google Music. Very good. Yes, you absolutely can. Uh, do you guys want to know who's? Oh, sorry. Before we do that, where can people find you, Emma? I am on Instagram as at EmmaJJ85. How about you, Ben? Um, I'm also on Instagram, but I'm at Sheffield underscore Strider. What about does you? Does anybody else wait for him to say at top of the league? <laughs> you, see, you see, it's you lot. You've got it. Um, Matty. Matty, where are you? Uh, I'm on at my living room. What kind of fucking iceberg? He's in the Bahamas. Sucking off a penguin. <laughs> I'm on MySpace at Matty Owls. These are all days. Very good. How about you, JP? I'm at the bar, uh, <laughs> but I'm also on Instagram at jp.runs3. What about you, Rob? Oh, you can find me at little runner boy Rob, but nothing's happening on it at the minute because I can't run. Uh, SMJ, you're still here, even though you said you weren't. Where can people find you on Instagram? They should give you a follow. You post at least once a month. Thank you, Bo. I am SJ <coughs> underscore TWFS. Thanks, SMJ. Um, do you guys want to know who's on the uh, podcast next week? Yes, please. Uh, great episode next week. Very excited to share it. Well, we've been trying to get in the diary for a little while now. Um, would have been great to have had this person's summer showdown. He's on a mission to run, I think, is it 2,000 kilometres um, at the moment? So we are chatting to Frey Morgan, a.k.a. Human Disco Ball. Awesome. Human Disco Ball. So amazing. And you know what? Um, it, chat I wanted to get for ages. She's kind of exploded on social media recently. She's everywhere. She's at a lot of run-through events. Um, because she's doing, on an incredible, incredible mission to raise money um, for a incredibly important cause, which is uh, which is refugees. And there's a it's a, it's a I don't know the best way to frame this conversation. It's a tough t- subject to tackle, if we're being completely honest. It's a divisive and um, controversial subject is the subject of immigration in the United Kingdom. And she is doing an awful lot to champion the cause of uh, refugees, asylum seekers in the UK. And we have a very honest conversation. She's very open in talking about her motivations, her reasoning, how she's trying to dispel some myths, and maybe break down some barriers where those, um, where those preconceptions or those opinions might exist and how she's trying to approach it so as not to alienate or belittle or spark controversy or confrontation in people. And that really became the crux of the conversation. So whilst it's a wonderful chat with a really, really nice lady who's very driven and um, is doing great things for her chosen cause, it also became quite an eye-opener because um, she was just as open and... Um, uh, uh, honest and vulnerable and all those things that you would expect it to be in a conversation with the people in her chat with me. So I think you're going to love it. Uh, human disco ball. Oh, also, she runs around everywhere in fucking glittery outfits, which is dead funny. So, um, yeah, she's class and you're really going to enjoy it. So that's next week. So, yeah. yeah. Very good. Uh, that's about it, isn't it? Uh, big shout out to Twisted Running, continuing to support us through this, uh, this series. We love the old TR. We're repping them. Get your NWO style what the fartlek t-shirt it's for life 
Um, but most importantly, guys, uh, we hope you enjoy the summer showdown. We hope you're enjoying series 11. Um, we love you, man. We love you. We'll see you next week. May your runs as always continue to be wonderful. Be excellent to each other. Be kind or fuck off. It's too sweet, baby. Don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick, man. It's good advice. Iceberg, dead ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Pingu, get it! <laughs> 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 <laughs>